0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,041. This week on Cars Yeah, I'm celebrating all week long the women of racing.
1: I can do anything for five seconds. This is
0: Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello automotive and motorcycle enthusiasts, I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Melissa Paris. Hey Melissa, I usually ask people if they're buckled up and ready for a fun ride, but I guess I should say, do you have your helmet on? Are you ready for a fun ride?
1: Yeah, helmet's strapped on and the visor's down.
0: All right. Melissa Paris is a professional motorcycle racer, an avid bicyclist, motocross and flat track enthusiast, and a self-described badass. Who started racing in 2005? She didn't start riding until she was 20 years old. And in 2009, Melissa was the first female to qualify for a World Super Cup race. And then in 2011, she was the only female to test a MotoGP M1 prototype race bike in the history of the series. And then 2012, she raced at the British BSB series at Brands Hatch. 2013, Melissa was in the top 10 finish of the Daytona 200, and in 2014, she was fifth overall in the Spanish CEB Superstock Championship and was the first female team in history to compete in a Suzuka endurance race. And then in 2015, she took first place at the 24 Hours of Barcelona, won the Wira West Superbike Championship, and then in 2016, she was a member of the first all-girl team to qualify and compete at the Bol d'Or, 24 Hour, and in 2017, she founded MP13 Racing Team to promote young talents and the first all-girl team qualifying, qualify and compete in the 24-Hour Le Mans. Melissa, my goodness, you have been one la- qu- quick and busy lady over the years. Oh, man, you've worn me out. I've told our listeners <laughs> just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment share a little bit more about your career and your passion for racing motorcycles?
1: Yeah, you know, I got kind of a late start into this sport, so I've been trying to make up for lost time. I kind of just tell people I've got a race license and a passport, and I'll go wherever there's a motorcycle available to ride. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. When you start reading all the fun stuff I've gotten to do over the years, it's still pretty surprising because, you know, to me it wasn't that long ago that I was just an enthusiast riding a sport bike uh, in the canyons here in San Diego. So to have gotten to go all over the world and race at some of the coolest tracks in the world, it's it's been a fun ride.
0: No doubt, no doubt. And no doubt, it's come with a lot of hard work, a lot of effort. These things don't just happen overnight. Um, man, you've been a busy lady. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the uh, twist of the risk going here, as we should say on Cars. Yeah, so Melissa, grab the throttle. My
1: inspirational quote that I uh, I feel like I use pretty daily is, I can do anything for five seconds. <laughs> whether it's." and I can't breathe, or I'm just trying to finish that last lap of a 24-hour race, whatever it is, I just tell myself I can do anything in the world for five seconds, and when that five seconds is up, if
0: I have to, I just do it <laughs> So five seconds never ends for you.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a great way to think about things, and you inspired me this morning because we were going to do this show this morning, and Melissa said, well, I usually do my workouts in the morning. Can we record in the afternoon? I said, yeah. So. The time I set aside for you, I went back and jumped on the treadmill, and I said, what would Melissa do? She'd be working out right now. So you were a great inspiration. I appreciate that. Very, very nice. Well, let's go back in time and talk about a story that instigated your passion for motorcycles. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a motorcycle gal? Yeah. You know,
1: the way I got into riding motorcycles, I, I moved down to San Diego to go to school. And uh, there was a boy in my dorm who had a sport bike. I remember thinking, like, that was the coolest thing ever. I started my way into a ride on the back of it. And I think straight away, I was like, I one of these things. <laughs> he taught me. And it's so funny to think, like, how it's all worked out since then. I, was, I thought I was drawn to the boy, but I think I was really drawn, drawn to the motorcycle.
0: <laughs> well, being a father of a daughter... The idea of my daughter going off to college and jumping on the back of a sport bike of a young man just sent chills up my spine. But I rode motorcycles for a long time, so I can't really talk that badly about them, of course, because I love them. I rode dirt bikes and I had street bikes and sport bikes and things. Nothing at the level that you do. But, you know, that's a pretty cool story. And I know that um, my next question is going to talk about a challenge in racing. but But real quickly, I mean… You started relatively late. I mean, most people you think about racers—they're on bikes or in carts. You know, when they're before ten years old or nine, eight, ten, eleven, twelve, yeah. something like that. So, after you started riding these sport bikes, at what point do you say, you know, what? I don't think I want to go to the next level. Let's go to a track
1: down here in San Diego. Palomar Mountains, kind of like the infamous place where everyone goes to ride. They all treated it like our own personal racetrack, which is thing I would really recommend your street rider to do. Yes, <laughs> and, yes. Um, I was I was really lucky because I got hooked up with a group of guys that were riding, and I think a couple of them saw that I was probably going to hurt myself, if I temporarily... and I kept riding, I was. And so they took me out to a track day at Willow Springs, and it was just love at first lap. I guess straight away it was like I was still in school at the time, but I remember thinking like I don't want to go to school, I don't want to work, I just want to come here. <laughs>
0: this all time geez <laughs> again as a father you're sending chills up my spine i'm like oh my gosh what have i done sent my daughter off to this school where she's racing bikes and on the back of bikes with young men oh huh, my goodness but you know it's led to a really cool thing and I, and I want you to share some of the roads you've driven down and talk about uh, a big challenge or big failure during this way because it is a very hard road to become a racer much less break into the field as a woman that adds a whole nother element but then There's also just racing. It's hard. I've had hundreds of racers on the show. It's a very difficult field to be successful at. So talk us through a big challenge or a failure that you've encountered.
1: Well, here's a a big challenge I'm going through right now is I have my first child in November.
0: What? um, (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, so I've got a five-month-old at home, and it's been a challenge coming back. It's kind of a new thing. It's a really male-dominated sport. so. Pregnancy is not really something that correlates with racing motorcycles. Uh, Yeah, I think I was really sensitive about it. That actually hid the the fact that I was pregnant most of last year because I just didn't want to deal with people saying, "Oh, you're probably done racing." I imagine this is it for you, because that was never what I planned to do.
0: So Mm -hmm.
1: um, now I'm back. You know, I'm back racing, and it's different. It's a lot harder. Training's a lot harder limited hours to get all the work done because I only have child care for so many hours a day. Right. And it's it's a whole new challenge. You know, I've never I actually was able to keep training somewhat through my entire pregnancy, but not at the intensity that I'm used to. So I lost a good bit of muscle. And yeah, yeah it's just it has been a challenge. It's a whole different mindset and I think the challenges what I thought was gonna be hard were easy and what never crossed my mind as being a challenge has had been one that's kind of where i'm at right now but i'm slogging through it and every time i get to get back on the bike and race i'm i'm maybe even more grateful for the opportunity than i was before so it's all working out
0: well no doubt well geez melissa i had already put you on the top podium but now to learn this oh my goodness (laughs) man you go girl i mean this is is absolutely spectacular and and i love the I know that you're involved and we'll probably talk about this a little bit later of uh, promoting youth in sports and promoting young people and them wanting to get into whatever it is they want to get into. But uh, the fact that, yeah, that you've come through this and you're still powering through and having uh, been married for 34 years now and knowing what uh, childbirth uh, women go through, at least from my perspective and how hard it is to get back in shape, (laughs) at least for my wife of, you know, running again and getting uh, back into shape. But much less at the level that you're competing at. Wow. Uh, Kudos to you. That's It's really, really cool story. Thanks for sharing that. And congratulations on uh, having a little one in your life. Uh, Boy, talk about changing (laughs) changing perspective. They certainly do that. That's for sure. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment or a pivot moment. Nice term. Transition there for racing. But tell us uh, some steps you took and what that aha moment was for you in your motorcycle racing.
1: So my aha moment, and it's not just for racing. I feel like it's for life is you should ask for whatever you want, because you'd be really surprised at what people will give you. People, ah. I learned somewhere along the line that for the most part, people hate telling other people. no. So if there's something you really want in this world, the first step is you should just ask for it. Cause you might be surprised whether like for me, That actually came about the end of 2013. I knew I wanted to do a little bit of racing in Europe, and it seemed something that was just impossible to do, and what I did was I just flew myself over there, went to uh, an event in Spain, and just walked around the paddock and introduced myself. Hi, I'm Melissa Paris. I want to come race in this series, and next thing I know, it's 2014, and I'm racing in the Spanish Championship, so... For someone who, you know, not that long before had just been riding her crappy sport bike around on the street, it sounds crazy. But I can't believe how many things along the way I've gotten to do just because I told someone, hey, I want to do this. But I really do think, for the most part, humans want to help each other. So, you know, you put it out there and and see what comes back to you.
0: You know, it's a wonderful story and it is it is so true. And so many people don't learn this story throughout their whole life, much less when they are young. They just think that everyone's going to say no and that it's not possible. But, yeah, you can surprise yourself when you just start asking. And I think you're right. And I love this aspect of the motorsport industry. For the most part, I've learned after 1,040-plus guests here on Cars yeah, the motorsport industry is filled with helpful, happy, passionate people who are willing to help others succeed. It's it's a unique, unique field in that way, I think, compared to many other professions. Everybody wants to help everybody. And all you got to do is ask. So simple. You just divulge the secret to success. (laughs) 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 And a whole lot of hard work.
1: Yeah, that helps, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit. Just a lot. Well, let's go back in time. Uh, You talk about this, uh, quote unquote, crappy street bike you used to ride Let's talk about your first really special motorcycle or car, whichever you'd like to discuss today, and maybe a memory you have about that vehicle.
1: When I talk about my crappy sport bike that I really started riding on, it wasn't actually my first bike, but I I always tell people it was my first real bike, was a 1990 Yamaha FZR 600. Uh And keep in mind, I had this motorcycle in 2003, (laughs) so it was 13 years old.
0: It had a salvage
1: title. It had parts pretty much literally held on by duct tape, and um, it was in really bad shape. But you know what? I had so much fun with that thing. I literally held in 500 bucks to a friend to again. It was awful. That poor motorcycle was awful. <laughs> but it was kind of the one that I found my passion for the sport on. So it'll always have a special place in my heart.
0: No doubt. No doubt. What's the first racing bike that you jumped on that you went, wow, I'm here. I've made it
1: not necessarily like the first bike i ever rode but let's see what year would that be 2007 i was racing an endurance series in the u.s and i was having a really rough there. i was riding a 600 super score bike and i felt like i'd kind of hit a wall and i wasn't getting any better at it and i was honestly contemplating giving up for a very brief moment and um that year i had the opportunity to try a 250 grand prix bike so it's a 250 cc two-stroke purpose-built race bike and for whatever reason me and that bike we just delved and I went on I race ended up racing it 2008-2009 won one national championship almost won another one before I broke my leg it was the one bike that I've ever felt like I could do no wrong I couldn't put a wheel wrong unstoppable I remember like when we drive the transporter into the racetrack I would feel like everyone else should just go home and just give up. <laughs> I'm here to take all the trophies. I actually still have it because I can't bear to part with it because I always say that's the bike that gave me my groove back.
0: There you go. Very cool. Well, that was my next question. Is there a bike or a car you've let go that you wish you could have back? And I'm sure glad you kept that bike. And you know what? No matter what, don't ever sell that thing. Just don't do it.
1: Just <laughs> put,
0: it, put it in yeah. your bedroom or your living room and just say it can't be sold, not for sale.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's the situation. I do actually have a car of all things. That's the, the one I let get away. And um, that was my very first car I got when I was 16. It was a old, beat-up 1988 Chevy Camaro. I had a thing for Camaros. It was, like, the cheapest one I could find that I could scrounge up some money, and my dad helped me get it. And I ended up having to sell it when I started racing because I needed to pick, transport my bike to the track. And yeah. That was always, like, kind of like a kick in the stomach for me because I did love that big old stupid car.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that era of Camaro was a little bit heavy and big, but, uh, uh yeah, for sure. I got to take my driver's test in a brand new Camaro Z28 that a neighbor who owned a Chevy dealership loaned me. And I'll never wow. forget down there in San Diego going down there to uh, take my test. And the guy sits in the car next to me and goes, is this your car, kid? And I said, no, sir, my neighbor loaned it to me. And he's like, he sure must trust you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, it was cool. And he told me if I passed my test, I got to keep the car for two weeks and drive it to school every day. And by golly, I passed that test. I wasn't going to mess up, mess up that opportunity. So, wow. ah, wonderful. Yeah, fun <laughs> stuff. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow and what has you excited this year. What's going on with your racing career right now?
1: So right now, I'm wearing so many hats. I'm racing in the Moto America and the Superstock 1000 class, which is awesome. It's my kind of my first year racing a 1000cc bike, more or less like full time. Like I'm not riding 600s anymore. Love that because 400cc is more fun. So that's great. Aside from that, I've I'm also running a team, so I've got a young man named Corey Ventura who's racing in the Junior Cup, which is basically a 300cc like Super Sport situation. And he is so talented. I think he's a future champion. I'm really excited to kind of get there as he's honing his craft. I expect him to bring a lot of trophies back to the truck before the season is over. And then aside from that, my the last project I'm working on right now is a little bit more world endurance racing, hopefully trying to see if i can put together an all-american team to go over and race the the bull door at the end of the year if i wow that's always a hard one you can imagine the budget for a 24-hour race is pretty intense but there's not a lot of americans in that series and my husband is a racer and he is the most talented man i know and we've never really gotten to team up together so we're working on something to see if maybe we can be on the same team for once and race together and that's kind of what i'm super
0: excited about right now oh my gosh you have a lot to be excited about and my goodness uh, we wish you the best you and your husband and the team the best success moving forward wow talk about a lot of hats yeah that is absolutely spectacular (laughs) and you're the mom of a little child so that adds a little bit of a a nice flavor on top a cherry on the top of everything you're doing so congratulations kudos to you and the team. That's absolutely fantastic.
1: Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Here's a very introspective question, Melissa. If you were a motorcycle, what kind of motorcycle would Melissa be and why?
1: So I was all prepared to answer it if I was a car. But we're we, go
0: well, motorcycle. we We can answer both if you'd like, but I figured I had to throw in a bike because you're all about bikes.
1: Okay. So if I was a motorcycle, I, I think I would definitely be that 250cc Grand Prix. I think I'd be a Honda RS250. That is the bike I would be because uh, they're a little bit temperamental, but if you treat them right, they're really fast and uh, kind of small and compact, but they tackle out of a punch. So yeah. that's sort of who I think I would be.
0: Perfect answer to that question. I love it. Well, Melissa, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal or a twist of the wrist, let's say thank you to today's Car Yeah! Sponsors. Hey, this is Mark Green. You know, I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school. That was way back in 1975. This month, I'm offering you, as a CarShout listener, a very special deal. Starting April 16th, 2018 through April 30th, 2018, you'll receive 10% off all NOAA fabric custom car covers and 10% off all Wolf ReadyFit semi-custom covers. Simply use the code CARSYEAH on checkout at Covercraft.com. NO is the most popular outdoor fabric specially made by Kimberly Clark to protect your special vehicle. It provides maximum protection from the harmful UV rays of the sun, rain, dust, those nasty bird droppings, snow, dings, and it's breathable, and it's very soft on your paint. Wolf ready-fit semi-custom covers are an economical option and provide indoor and outdoor protection for your special car. Simply go to covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best and boom, you're set. You'll thank me later and your car will thank me too. That's covercraft.com and be sure to use the code CARS@ at checkout. That's covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. Okay, Melissa, we're back. and We're entering the last lap. You've been here many times. The white flag is out. The checkered is ahead. This is where I fire off a series of questions and ask you to give some quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best motorcycle or racing advice you've ever received?
1: Do whatever it takes to win.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Never, ever give up. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years as a racer?
1: Try as hard as you can, and then try a little bit harder.
0: That five-second rule. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep, exactly. Do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy?
1: A resource. You know, the best resource I can put out there is your parents. You should call your parents because they have good advice.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I will make sure my children <laughs> listen to this show so that they uh, they heed your your call. And yeah, my parents told me that as well, is for sure. But yeah, you know what? <laughs> Uh, Yeah. Call your parents. Uh, I know the day that we're recording this is actually right before Mother's Day, but uh, it'll air much after that. But, you know, call your mom today anyway, or your dad uh, and just say, (laughs) hey, I need some advice because, you know what, they really do have your best interest in mind. That's for sure. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive or motorsport field, living or deceased, who would that person be?
1: Shirley Muldowney.
0: Oh, I'd like to have a talk with her, too. Yeah, what is it yeah. about Shirley that you admire so much?
1: I mean, like what I'm doing right now, um, people always want to say it must be hard for me being a woman in a male-dominated sport, but it's not. I feel like people are super open and, and they want to see women be successful. And I look at Shirley, and she was racing back when men didn't want to let women race, and she yeah. just gave them the finger and did it anyways. And I love
0: it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, the person who suggested I reach out to you is Lynn St. James. She's, of course, a racer from from past. She's been a guest on the show. Wonderful lady, a big promoter of women in motorsports. And Denise McCluggage was a guest as well before we lost her a few years ago. And she was another one of those women that jumped in a race car in the 50s and early 60s and kind of said, hey, I'm going to do this no matter what you guys think. So uh, I'm I'm glad times have changed. I'm glad that uh, those men and I. I'm proud to say i'm not one of them those men that didn't want women in the sports have kind of gone away or finally woken up to the fact that this isn't going to hurt anything it's only going to make things better so uh yeah but shirley Muldowney, i got to get her on the show she would be absolutely spectacular to talk to now how about a book is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy
1: yeah it never goes wrong to read the bible there's a lot of good advice in there too
0: <laughs> yes Absolutely. That's been recommended many, many times. And You know, I've told people, even if you're not a religious person, it's still a fascinating book to read and a lot of wonderful lessons in that book to to learn yeah. and glean as well. So, uh, absolutely. Well, I'll remind our listeners you can find links to all these great resources Melissa has shared on her Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go there and type in Melissa Paris and her page will pop right up. And there's another great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books where the Bible, of course, and over a thousand other books I've got listed there with quick, easy clicks to buy, all recommended by my inspiring automotive enthusiasts. All right, Melissa, we are up to the last question, and this can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car or motorcycle to park in your garage, but there's a couple rules here. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. Money is no object, but it's the only toy you can have in your garage. So what's it going to be?
1: Oh, man. I'm going to have to go with the current Yamaha G P bike.
0: Ooh, okay. What is it about yeah. that bike that you love so much?
1: It's fast, man. I need something that will go that fast and has that <laughs> much cool technology in it. Nobody else will have one and all of those things. It would just be cool because it's unobtainable. So I have to yeah. have it. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, gee, I'll get to work. That's, you've made it a little tough on me today. That's going to be a hard one to rally around, but uh, I've got strings to pull.
1: I think they're only like a million euros to lease for a year. So, Oh, okay. I mean, that, sh- that should be so hard.
0: Well, <laughs> I'll just say I want to lease it for life. That way that you don't have to give it back. But, you know, a million euros, that's not much because I think the last guest who was on the show wanted a Ferrari Luso, and those are somewhere in the $10 million range. So, uh Yeah. yeah. And I bought a four
1: wheels, so
0: no, just two. Well, that's good. You stay where your talent is. Yamaha motor GP bike. I'll get to work on you. Yeah, you've you've made my task a little challenging. That's for sure. But I'll uh, see what I can do. Well, Melissa, you've taken us on some great laps around the track today. I knew you would. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for being part of this special week I'm doing here on Cars Yao Women of Racing uh five great uh racing women that i've had on the show and here number two and tomorrow we're going to have another one so that'll be cool i want to thank you for sharing your racing journey with me and the Carzia yeah audience could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down the track on that yamaha moto gp
1: yeah wear your helmet <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes absolutely oh my goodness yeah i know it's basic it's simple but I still am shocked that there's some states in this country that don't require helmets. I'm like, I Ser- know, Paul, right? seriously? I mean, I-, I can't even get in a car and back my car out of my dr- into my driveway to wash it while putting my seatbelt on. So uh, yeah, it's uh, wear your helmet, please wear appropriate clothes if you're out there. And for those of you guys that don't and women that don't ride motorcycles, it's summer season. There's bikes on the road. Please, please pay special attention to people on two wheels because it's hard to see them and they're out there. So keep your eyes up, head up, and look out for bikes. What's the best way for listeners to learn more about you and follow along with your racing career?
1: Uh, You can either go to my website, which is melissaparris.com, or follow me on Instagram, melissaparis 13 or even better, look at motoamerica.com, check the schedule, and come out and see us at a race.
0: Absolutely. Walk up to Melissa and say, hey, I heard you on Cars Yeah, you are quite a special person. So I'll make sure I put all these links on Melissa's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. Just type Melissa into the search bar and those pages will pop up. Check out her website. It's an awesome, cool website. Follow along with this uh, young lady. I should say young lady. I'm going to still call you a young lady. Um, what she's doing. <laughs> of course. What she's doing, because it's absolutely spectacular. Wow. Uh, Kudos to you. Melissa, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your racing experiences with the Cars audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road.
1: Awesome. Thank
0: you. You're welcome. You take care of your cars.